my journey, I didn't know where I was going in the beginning. It took me time to see where I was going, to follow this path to mentoring. And now I've taken up pottery and very different, but I need the creative side in me to come out. And I think that's one of the things we have to think about is with our strengths, with our weaknesses, but with the other time that we have. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists, coaches, and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to the needs of you, the practicing natural therapist. We have interviews during the holiday season and business and mindset support each week so you'll get the variety you need to enjoy and stay motivated in your practice. Don't forget to subscribe to receive the weekly episodes. And if you want to connect with me, always check the show notes because that's where you'll find the links to book appointments and of course, to join the Academy, the membership group where there's constant connection and community with like-minded practitioners. Now, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. How the devil are you? Wow, Christmas, it's just happened and wasn't it full on? It doesn't matter how anybody celebrates it or whether they're religious or not religious. It's still a time of year where we are all given Christmas, whether we want it or not. We've got the Christmas songs, we've got everything. And I, for one, like being out the other side. So, what have we got lined up for the new year? Well, I thought, why don't I reflect back for you for a few episodes so that you can see that my journey hasn't been smooth. My journey has been disjointed, probably as disjointed as yours is or has been. And that's okay because we will get there in the end. There's a couple of things that I will say at the beginning, that I am not the sort of person that big thing that everyone used to do. I was down to my last one dollar and then this happened and now I'm a millionaire. No, I've never been down to my last one dollar and I always pay my mortgage. Very boring, right? But sometimes we have to be boring to have excitements in our lives. And so with my personal journey, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know where the start was. I finished school. Back in the day, people didn't finish school that if they were 15 or 16. So we went from, it was a small school, 100 people in my year when we were 15, down to 20 for the final year. Whereas now, of course, everyone stays till year 12. It is definitely an expectation. So very different to when I was at high school. And when I was at high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I quite fancied being a nurse because we had a hospital right next door to the school that I was at. And for whatever class it was, we would go to the hospital and speak to the elderly people and help at their lunchtime and things. We were pretty useless, I think, as some 16-year-olds, but I think we brought joy to people's faces with our smiles when we came in, even though we just got in the way. But it did mean that I looked at these nurses who wore uniforms, and I thought the uniforms were really cool, And they had the most amazing capes, right? And some nurses don't get capes anymore. But they had capes and they were red on the inside and they had a red cross across the body. And I always thought it would be so cool to be a nurse, to be able to have that cape. Well, as it turns out, I did become a nurse, but there were no capes (laughs) when I became a nurse. 
So I had no idea in school what I wanted to do. And it amazes me that my children do. My son in year 12 said, you know, I want to join the Air Force. And he's joined the Air Force. My daughter didn't know. She knew she wanted to go to university. She hated school, finished school, went to university, loved university, decided in the first few weeks the subjects, you know, dropped out of some, went into others, decided, yeah, this was for her. Then saw some more, decided, yes, I'm going to do a double degree. And she's like, she thought about some things. She had ideas and I said, I'm going to do this. And that amazes me that some people are like that because I just totally wasn't. I left school and I traveled. I actually did a secretarial course. I don't think they exist anymore, but I did a secretarial course badly for six months. So I was more qualified than anyone else in the room simply by dint of having finished school and having you know done English year 12 and things like that, whereas I want to be seventh form of school then. But whereas the other people in the class had all left school or were dropouts. So yeah, I was ahead of the game, but it was the bar was pretty low. I still had no idea what I wanted to do. I figured out I didn't want to be a secretary, but I didn't know what I wanted to do at all. So I started traveling. And then when I was traveling, there was a depression in New Zealand. The markets had all crashed and New Zealand being the little country that it was at the time, the dollar had dropped and that was it. There was no work in New Zealand. And so I was ready. I had traveled. I climbed Kilimanjaro. I'd been to Africa. I'd been on safari. I'd been around Europe. Been away six or seven years. I do have more than one passport, so it wasn't too difficult to do so. And then I thought, cool, I'm going to go home now and I'm going to work. I've been running pubs and restaurants in the UK. And I thought, yeah, I'll go home and I'll get a job. And my father said, don't come home. There's no work. And so I was like, mm. he said, I can't believe I'm telling you this, but I'd love you to come home, but you have a job. So you have to stay where you are. So I'm like, well, okay. And that's when I thought, well, the job that I have now running restaurants and pubs and I'm working for other people, although I'd grown up in our own business, my father had been an advertising executive at a major newspaper and then they'd motels and they were in the motel trade. And so I was used to a small business. I was used to doing that sort of thing. Then I was working for other people. I found it very freeing working for other people, not having to do all the paperwork in your own time and do all of those things. And then I thought, well, what's transportable? What job is transportable? So I became a nurse. So I'm, I'm an NHS trained nurse. I don't have a nursing degree. I have the equivalent of a master's in my specialization, but I never even got around to converting that. So there's lots of things I didn't do, lots of areas that I didn't follow up on, but everything I did, I was enjoying at the time. So I became an advanced specialist nurse, neonatal intensive care nurse. We went through advanced training. We did, it was six months of additional training. And then after that, I moved to Australia and worked in a neonatal unit in Melbourne and got married and had babies, which is kind of what I wanted to do. That was where my life was at that point. So I've got kids, I'm living in a foreign country, and what is it I've got to do? So I went back to nursing, but I wasn't really into it. It wasn't the same. I couldn't work in intensive care because, you know, I had my own children. I couldn't work nights and weekends. And I mean, some people manage it, but they generally have a partner who's home. My husband was always at work. There were no family here. So I had no one to look after the children. So I thought maybe I'll get into shiatsu. That'd be cool. I could learn to do shiatsu, couldn't I? So I went to the local college and back in the day, of course, I'd found the information in the yellow pages and I got there and they said, oh, we don't teach that anymore. We haven't taught it for a couple of years, but you could learn her. You know, there's a herbal class about to start. She said, go in there now. You'll really enjoy it. All the nurses love it. So I went in 
hey presto, here I am, all this time later, naturopath, nutritionist, herbalist, and a coach. And then I did hypnotherapy, of course, later. But where did I move on from there? Because here I am, I'm now working as a nurse and a naturopath, and I've got small children. My capacity without burnout is actually quite low. It's actually quite small because I'm doing two mornings a week, two to three shifts, I should say shifts, early shifts as a nurse in the hospital and recovery. And then I went into research. So I was doing two to three days doing that. So it was really only one or a half day available for my naturopathy because I still wanted to be with the kids. I didn't want to spend all my time away from these amazing little people that were growing up around me. And they are good kids. I've got good kids. I'm very lucky. So I wanted to spend more time with them. So I had to juggle a lot of things. But I still wanted to do what I'd been doing as a nurse. And that was teaching. And I'd loved it, nursing. It was part of my training. We then became trainers. So I was used to training people. I was used to teaching people. So mentoring sort of seemed natural, and yet I needed mentoring. So in Adelaide, that wasn't very easy. We're a very small group. We're not so small now because, of course, the university or the college has come along in Endeavour, and there's lots more graduates now. But back in the day, there weren't many of us. There was only a few small colleges pumping out a few people. And so I joined the NHAA and I joined ATMS. And with the NHAA, I joined the chapter. Now, we had Sue running the chapter. It's hard. It's hard yards. And I was running my own sort of mini chapter on the side where I would get people over and I'd get the reps would say they were coming and I'd be like, great, I'm going to get everybody together. Can you give us a presentation about this, that and the other thing? And I would, and that's how I sorted it, to get myself more education and to get others education as well. So here I was running, then Sue left, so I started running the local chapter and that went really well. I had a couple of seminars here that, well, there was one that we did and then we got together the speakers and organised everything for the next seminar here in Adelaide and of course COVID hit. So I only did the one major seminar that I built and ran that was really full on with some volunteers. And at the same time, I'd started mentoring and uh, mentoring groups. And so there was a lot going on for me and slowly my nursing was disappearing because of course I was lecturing at the college. I'd got my degree from Charles Sturt. So I finally got that piece of paper. I'd upgraded to a degree and, and I was doing lots of things with lots of people, but paying the bills, right? I do make sure I'm paying the bills. And there are some systems which will help you with your analytics to be able to do that. Taking on a bookkeeper for me was one of my biggest changes because that supported that bit of my brain space. I'm not so good at spreadsheets. I'm not so good at working those numbers out. I know the amounts that I need to cover things and what I should be doing with my money. I know how much I have to spend on further education, which is why I developed my own further education here in Adelaide, because I couldn't afford it at the time. I know that if I'm going out to get mentoring, it should cost the price of one client, which is why I run the Monday groups, which are the price of a client. They're $200 for the month. And we have a messenger group going on. We have the three meetings a month on a Monday, the lunchtime or the evening. And because that's the price of a client. And so that works. You don't feel stretched to pay for the price of a client to connect with people and to work with people. And yes, when I ran the chapter and when I ran my own groups here in Adelaide, they were generally gold coin donation and all five or $10. But the person that was coming along was always speaking for free. I would always make sure they were free for the next few. Or, so they got some sort of a gift out of the money that I was paid. So the speaker never got it for free. I mean, I can't be doing 
my job for free, just like you can't be doing your job for free. I do a lot for free, a lot, a lot, a lot. I've got my Facebook groups where I answer questions and I support people. We deal with all the difficulties going on in there. All of this working for free does mean that the mortgage still needs to be paid. Electricity still needs to be paid. The bills still need to be paid. And I know you feel that as well. But to get those bills paid, we need positive karma. We need positive effort from ourselves and from people supporting us. And that's why it's so good to be in these mentoring groups and the people in them are like, wow, I didn't know I didn't need this until I was in here. I feel so supported now. It means that because I've had this support from other people, and because I also have the Monday group, even though I run it, organize it, supply everything, do everything, it meant that I had those people cheering me on. So I'm able to say, hey, let's create a retreat. So we've had a retreat two years in a row. Now, we won't be having one in 2024 simply because my diary can't handle one. Chances are we might have one in 2025. I don't know. But I mean, they're on top. That's something extra that's additional to what we do. So all of this ongoing education, you know, the nursing, then the naturopathy, nutrition, herbalism, then I did the coaching, then I did the hypnotherapy. Each time I do another training course or I have a mentor that I'm paying slightly larger money to. I mean, I pay a lot more. I pay in the realm of seven to 10,000 US a year to be in coaching groups. And I do not expect you to be doing that, right? My coaching for the one-to-one is way less than that, you know, the 90-day program. But it means you get that support and you get the Monday included. So it's worth having this support. And I wouldn't say rush out and do a coaching course like I did. It wasn't cheap. That was like $6,000. No, it was on sale. It was $4,000 Australian. I got that on sale. That's right. But what was good about it was it changed the way I speak to people. And now I have that content that you need in my academy so that anyone who works with me and anyone who does the graduate mastery program, they automatically get that scripts course so they can understand how to speak to people, how to get people to come back. That's our biggest thing in this industry is getting people to come back. And that's what I wasn't doing uh, 10 plus years ago. And so I did the coaching course to get people to come back. That was the point of changing the way I verbalize, the way I speak, the way I ask people to do things. Some people are just good at it, right? Some people, my girlfriend, Glennis, she can just do it. People come. She doesn't even advertise. She hasn't even got a website. And people just come and see her because of the way she connects with people, right? And we're all different. We all connect differently. That's part of who we are. If you're not sure where your strengths lie, you could do the Clifford strengths. I will find the link and make sure that you have the link in the show notes so that you can go and get it. But it's doing the strengths test. And the strengths test by Gallup, it's the Gallup strengths test. Who says Clifford in their life? Gallup strengths test will show you where your strengths lie. And it also shows you, because then you'll see where are not your strengths, what you have to work on. Because we want to work with our strengths. We want to support those strengths and make them work for us. But we also need to see where we don't have strengths and where we could improve or adjust things if those things can't be improved. So it's worth doing, the just type in Gallup, G-A-L-L-U-P, strengths test, and you can do it for free online. I won't bother putting the link in, you can do that. So my journey, I didn't know where I was going in the beginning. It took me time 
to see where I was going, to follow this path to mentoring. And now I've taken up pottery and very different, but I need the creative side in me to come out. And I think that's one of the things we have to think about is with our strengths, with our weaknesses, but with the other time that we have. What I started to find is I'm on my phone a lot. I'm on my phone anyway a lot because I'm working, I'm messaging people, I'm in these messenger groups as part of my mentoring. And so it means that I'm spending time on my phone that perhaps I could be spending time creatively. So here we are in the new year. You're thinking about what's going to happen for you in the new year. What about looking at other things you can do in time that you already have? So one of the things every mentor says is take a week and every 20 minutes plot out what you've done and you'll see where your wasted time is because we all have this point of I can't do anything, I'm so busy and yet we haven't perhaps organized ourselves as well as we could have in the first place. So I hope that bit of my journey showing you how topsy-turvy and up and down it was and how all of these strings tied into a knot and now they're flowing a bit has helped you to realize that 2024, here we are at the beginning of it, can flow for you, but it's okay to have knots in those strings as you go along. So welcome to 2024. And I look forward to connecting with you more and more as the year goes on. And message me, email me, Geraldine at mentoringwithgeraldine.biz and ask me your questions. Tell me how you're going. I love to hear from people. I love to know when people especially are connecting with my podcast. So have a good one and I look forward to seeing you, hearing you, feeling you on the next podcast. All the best. See ya. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.